0: all right all right so welcome to the ty lucas show this is the first proper episode after the introduction um it took a little while for my podcast to get distributed over onto all platforms um, but maybe that's a little bit of an excuse for not shooting a podcast in advance. but anyway we're getting into the first episode and i thought what better way to kick off this podcast than to do an interview with my lovely partner Skyzer. So what I wanna talk about with Sky is a little bit more about us. So you guys get to know a bit more of my background. Um, You get to know a little bit more about Sky and her background, how we met, um, a bit of our childhoods. um, And then basically we're gonna move into how we started to get along in our um, late teens um, and early 20s uh, through festivals and partying quite a bit together. And then we're going to transition that over into our most recent experience of going to a festival uh, at Rabbit's Eat Lettuce last month. Um, It was quite a bit different to how we used to go to festivals, but I won't give away too much of that right now. Um, We'll get into that with uh, a bit of a talk with Sky. So following on from that, I just want to share a little bit more about what we're doing with our lives, uh, talk to Skye a little bit about her business ventures and the ones that we are doing together um, and share the ups and downs of that. So we are big advocators for creating our own life um, and taking control of that rather than relying on working for someone else um, and then, as we all know, Because of the current circumstances, that can be taken away from you anyway. So basically, we have decided that this is a life for us, creating our own businesses and income online and in person. And we will be soon heading off uh, into a bit of bus life so that we can go and experience life a bit more, um, especially with our newborn on the way um, in late August or possibly even early September. So we'll even go into a little bit about our experiences of, I guess, the transition from just being humans into being parents. That's a whole nother transition for us. So we are really just learning, but um, we'll get into this podcast now and I'll introduce you to my lovely partner, Skyzer. Okay, so welcome to the show, Skyser. Thank you. Um, so, first things first, how does it feel to not only be on your first podcast, but um, I guess my podcast for your first one ever?
1: Really weird.
0: <laughs> well, why would you say that's a little
1: bit weird? Um, well, I, I don't know. It just feels funny to be just like, I know it's only a normal conversation, but it just feels strange to be. Having a microphone there and just talking, like knowing that people are going to listen to this.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of, kind of pretty cool as well. So, yeah, absolutely. So just for just for the listeners, um, basically, just give us a bit of a background on you, like where you grow up and all that sort of stuff. I know I know that, but the listeners might not. So if you can just share a little bit about yourself, um, then they can get to know you a little bit more.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I grew up on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland um moved through a few different towns growing up but um ended up in a little town called pomona uh, in the hinterland of noosa um so we moved out here because my mum wanted a horse and it was just much more of a slower lifestyle out here and we're actually shooting this podcast in the house that we grew up in so that's pretty cool um i have stayed here, but also gone away, um, traveling lots of times and kind of come and gone from this area. And I always sort of through my early twenties and everything hated being here, but I guess now I've grown up a little bit. I've learnt much more to appreciate it. And I now like love it and it's a really special place now. Um, Yeah. That's and now yeah we're here and it's funny.
0: Yeah it is a little bit a little bit different. so just out, just out of that what like with all your traveling, do you want to just lift off, list off a couple of places that you've been and maybe one of your favorite spots that you have been to?
1: Yeah, so when I was 19, um, I moved over to Canada actually with Ty's sister, Sienna and a couple of other girlfriends so we lived over there for a while and did a ski season in Vancouver um that was really fun but it was definitely just one big party so I didn't do too much traveling, which I don't regret like you know it was what it was and I didn't really know any better than to do what i was doing but um i would have to say one of my favorite trips would be traveling um, around southeast asia for five months with one of my really good girlfriends sophie at the time um, we spent five months backpacking through thailand Laos, vietnam and cambodia um, we did some work in an orphanage which was really really amazing and then Probably Bali would have to be one of my favorite holidays. I've been there many times and I just love it and will eventually live there one day when the world allows us. Um, but, yeah, done lots of traveling and, and I can't wait to travel again. Like, it's been super weird not being able to travel.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that that's definitely something that we've got in common is is the Bali mm. sitch. Yes. Um, I think... Yeah, counting that up, I've been there about, flown in and out about 28 times. Yeah, that's <laughs> And crazy. lived there for one nine-month stint. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to get back there. It's super weird not being over there this year because I normally spend at least a month or two in Bali um, for the surf side of things. But, um, all right, so, so let's get into it a little bit about us. So um, I'll first start off with that. So from my memory... <laughs> um, <laughs> So basically through high school, like that's that's pretty much how I knew of you. Um, and then we kind of became more acquaintances in our later teens through festivals and whatnot. But um, let's hear it from your side. How, how do you remember me? Because I kind of just remember remember you as, um, I guess, a girl a couple of years younger than me and sh- you were kind of just in similar sort of friends groups, but we never really clicked until maybe the early 20s when we're at festivals and whatnot, but how do you kind of remember that?
1: Well, I actually don't remember. I was trying to think about this the other day, but I actually don't remember, like, the first time that we met. I feel like it could have been at a party, like, I don't know, maybe in Veridale, maybe, where we
0: were. Yeah, Yeah, maybe that's why you don't remember because you're pretty drunk.
1: And young as well. Like, I would have probably been in year nine and you probably would have been in, like, year 11 11. yeah um but yeah i don't really exactly remember like i can't pinpoint when we met it was the same kind of thing like i just knew that you were this guy that was a little bit older than me like i still remember your the car (laughs) like (laughs) which one was that yeah
0: the the good old pulsar with the subwoofer in it
1: yeah i still remember that like i don't remember whether i remember it like pulling up to school or something like I have that kind of memory of it but um yeah like we probably really became proper friends when I had finished school and yeah we were going to festivals and we definitely had like the same festival group everyone would go to someone's hotel room before the festival and yeah we would all be there
0: and then I, I guess the same on top of that, you become quite good friends with Sienna too, my, my little yeah, sister. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And
0: then I guess you were always around at my parents' place and, yeah. and whenever I was there and you were there, that, that's I guess how we got to know each other a bit more. But
1: Yeah, because until then it was probably just partying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I do remember one night um, oh in in my in Maroochydore there, um,
1: Bombs away.
0: Yeah, bombs away. Yeah, (laughs) that that was a good night. I think that was the first night that we properly kind of partied together. Um, And then, yeah, that that was was a whole heap of fun. You were up to a bit of mischief that night and I was egging you on a bit.
1: (laughs) Because that was one of the first times that kind of Sienna had ever been around my, like, friends group as well, because I remember um, your mum and Julian came and picked her up. because she was too drunk. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think that I remember that night really clearly because I remember it being, like, 4 a.m. in the morning and doing silly things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So we've both got a got a bit of a background in that, in in the party realm, um, and that's probably where we first become friends. How but um, it was
1: Bombs Away, though. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> and, and that's 10 years ago, right?
1: That's crazy.
0: So weird to think now, like, thinking back then, we would never have thought that... We're gonna be having a baby together this year, right? <laughs> not
1: even, not even like three years ago or whatever. Like, especially like when I think back to like me and Sienna being in Canada together and doing all of those things together and traveling and whatnot. Like, well, I mean, you had another partner, like, and it seemed like you guys were gonna to be together forever, kind of thing. So it was like there was there wasn't even a thought of that. Like,
0: yeah, not even. On the <laughs> and radar. the fact
1: that it was. Sienna's older brother like that was never going to happen
0: yeah yeah interesting (laughs) all right well do you do you want to talk a little bit more about about us and where we're at now just for the listeners um just to share where we're at in life together
1: yeah so um we obviously when everything happened in the world last year I think it was kind of around March I was still working Um, So we'd been together for a few months or whatever it was and I was still working my like nine to five job um, and then that all started to kind of come to an end because of, um, I don't even want to say the word, but COVID. Um, (laughs) That all came to an end so I lost my job. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. It kind of all felt, it actually felt really good. Like I I knew it was all going to, work out and that definitely felt like it was the push that I needed to do something for myself and not um, like I guess work for someone else because I've always felt like that's what I wanted to do and I knew that, you know, you had, even though you still were working for someone else, you had done, like you'd been out on your own for a long time working for yourself and like creating something for yourself, so I definitely had that like push ish feeling from you, not that that's what you wanted me to do, but I had that like inspiration from you, I guess, to do that. Yep. Um, so, yeah. See, I lost my job and then, yeah, we kind of started a business unexpectedly yeah.
0: and a marketing agency <laughs> yeah. out of all. So, yeah, yeah. So Like, so- which
1: is super random because I have like. Yeah, that's not what I thought that I would be doing also. Didn't think that we would be having a baby together. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yes, that's pretty cool. It's only three months away from now, right? Yeah, three months. Wow, that's coming around quick.
1: It is, but at the same time it's not. Like we just said the other day that it's gone pretty slowly. And I think that has a lot to do with our lifestyle. Like we're not, you know, even though some days and some weeks might feel like busier or more you know, scattered or whatever than others, we're pretty slow compared to most people.
0: I'm pretty fast on my feet, but yeah, like slow. <laughs> slow
1: <is> living. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: not, not always just hurry, worry, money kind of thing all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is something that it's hard. Like that's so hard to, you know, so many people are doing that and that's how we're, we're brought up in society is to work and like hard and hustle. not spend yeah <laughs> i hate that word hustle and grind and uh, yeah it's not about that it's about living your life and as long as you're happy that's all that matters
0: And that's that's probably something that I, yeah I, I don't really like those words hustle and grind too much as well because they get thrown around a lot but um it's something that i, I do find myself kind of doing every now and then and yeah. I, I burn myself out straight away and i'm not as effective at producing content or providing for our clients or anything like that my whole brain function everything goes out my sleep's out of whack and all that sort of stuff but um
1: and that freaks me out cuz i can't hustle and grind
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, i learned that i need to surf more regularly to actually be better um yeah, and absolutely. perform at a higher level, level each day so getting into that uh state of flow and um yeah, really picking your times of the day when you're going to physically work and have full focus instead of just, you know, doing things but you don't actually feel like you're getting anything done and um, that, that just comes down to doing too many things at once, something that I've been doing every now and then. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, the one thing. Yeah. But I think that so many people are doing that. Like, I, you know, I think people don't even don't even realise that they're doing that, hence why we live in such a busy world and why time goes so fast and we're all, you know, running to, like, create something for the future when we're all missing right now.
0: Yeah, 100%. So what I want to do now is just kind of just bring that back for a second and we're going to transition this over to festivals and a bit of fun that we had together. Yeah. Um I want to know from your side of things what's the favorite festival that you've been to ever um and then what was the what are one of the fond memories that you remember of uh, us being in the similar sort of party group or festival group um was there anything that i was doing or any sort of different circumstances that you remember from festivals
1: I don't actually don't know what my favorite festival that I've been to has been. There's been so many and I mean I haven't done like I've only been to one overseas festival. So I haven't done all the first contact in in Canada. Yeah. Which was fun and the lineup was probably the best lineup ever. Like it was like Skrillex which was like my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and Diplo and like David Guetta and it was so fun like we had such a good few days but I think my favorite festival like was probably Falls um in I don't know when it was like maybe 2016 with one of my girlfriends Seal and actually um another girlfriend Marnie and her partner Sam I met Marnie in Canada and yeah it was just such a fun time like I don't know whether it was just because it was like summer in Australia and everyone was just having a really good time, but that's probably one of my favorites. And festivals with you, like I the well, we kind of went to all of them yeah. the same for like probably a good four years in a row. Well
0: probably my most fondest memory of our sort of festival group would I'd say would be Stereosonic.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, I reckon. I was going fi- to say Summerfield Days.
0: Oh, Summerfield Days was, as well. Um, that was probably that was probably the best Australian festival or the one that I looked forward to the, the most, most each year.
1: But it's just because I think it was at that time of the year as well. Like it's like, what was it, early January or something? Or yeah, it's like the
0: third. So Yeah, New so
1: Year's like just carry on through. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was either the three-day bender or yeah. you had a one-day break in between New Year's Eve and then you went into Summerfield Days after you'd recovered with some pizza and hydrating yeah. and kind of in a
1: dark room. In air con. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have many memories of us. I remember actually being at, um, was it park life.
0: Yeah, I've been to a few park lifes.
1: Yeah, because that's the first time that I ever met Jenny and Julian.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who Jenny and Julian are, uh, Jenny is my mum and Julian is my stepdad. So yeah, mum was actually attending half of the festivals that were, that we were at that time, which is which is pretty cool. But then also running into your mum at a festival, yeah. you are just like, oh damn, that no hurts way. the ego a bit. Like, don't don't look at me, I'm I'm trying to party and be cool, mum. But
1: now that I think about it, now that like we're gonna become parents, I'm like. That would be the coolest thing ever, running into your kids. Imagine that. Yeah. That'll be
0: fun. Until you see it.
1: Embarrassing.
0: Until you see them walking sideways, yeah. and you're just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. Um, Alright, so I just wanted to share about rabbits eat lettuce. So we went to that last yeah. last month, right? So that was a completely different experience for both of us, um, and. Pretty interesting. So it was it was out in the bush, and one of my favorite things about that festival was that there was absolutely no phone signal. I don't know about you, but that helped me out a lot. It it helped me in a way of having a lot more clarity. Even I actually felt recovered after this festival, which is super interesting because every other yeah. festival that I've been to, I'm normally pretty rat shit for about a week after that,
1: if not longer. Yeah, if
0: not longer, uh, just to pull the pieces back together. But in saying that. I don't think we stayed up for any longer than maybe nine p.m. was <laughs> in the the latest we stayed up at that festival. Or was the
1: first for everything?
0: What a, th- a four-day festival it was. Yeah, five days. Yeah,
1: Friday. Well, th- Thursday got night. That on a
0: Thursday, yeah.
1: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, and then we left Monday. But yeah, it was really really nice not having service. Yeah. Like, and we don't. You know, I guess because we work on our phones and we work on our laptops, like we're not necessarily scrolling and like, well, I'm not anyways. I don't scroll that much at all.
0: I'll be honest. I scroll a bit
1: <laughs> when you're on the toilet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it was really, it was a definitely a very different experience to what I've ever experienced. Like. Obviously, all the festivals that we've been to, like we both liked to party, so it was main stage in the middle of the mosh pit. In this festival, we were like, "Yuck! Get us away from the mosh pit!"
0: Oh well, I remember one stereo something now that you say mosh pit, right? I think it was when we had our biggest group, like everyone was there. The Gambles, Potsy, so like really. everyone was there, and um, yeah, well got to the front of the mosh pit and we were there for five hours, didn't leave. But, um, that definitely wasn't the case at Rabbit's Eat Lettuce. We didn't even go into the mosh pit at all.
1: No, and I think it was the fact that it was a very different festival as well. Like it was a completely different vibe. Like, like and, well, I guess different music, hey, that's what we said the most. Like yeah. it wasn't really our kind of music.
0: I, I do like that yeah, music, good, but just not but... for the whole three or four days, like the same same sort of yeah style of music.
1: But I guess if you're gonna be on drugs from the minute you get there to the minute you leave, then it was probably kind of good. Yeah, then <laughs> you've got that the ability was, to crump us, the whole so, time. Yeah. yeah.
0: So well how was it for you? Because you were sober the whole time obviously because we've got a baby on the way.
1: Um yeah, it was good. Like it was I definitely was over it on the Saturday, I could have gone home, but because we had no service, um, yeah, we couldn't really go home because my dad had um, taken their caravan out there for us so that I could be comfortable because obviously I'm pregnant. So um, he did that for us, which was really, really nice. Um, But, yeah, it was weird. Like, leading into the festival, I felt like I've been excited. Well, we were supposed to go to this in April last Last year. Last year which it would have been a completely different experience then because we both would have been partying most likely. Yeah. Um, but then it got postponed because of COVID to November and then it got postponed again to um, just Easter weekend. So I was really, really excited for it like that whole time. And I was, even when we fell pregnant, like I was like, yes, we're still going, really excited. And then I think like leading into it like the week beforehand I just started like thinking a fair bit about like what our old festival days were like and I was like oh how am I going to go in this like environment being around all these people that are you know on whatever drugs they can find and and drinking and I just didn't know how I was going to be going being like the only sober person and I started to like question wanting to go really um And I said that to Ty and he said, like, we don't have to go. Um, But I wanted to go because I wanted to experience it and, you know, baby's first festival and everything. Um, (laughs) In the womb. In the womb. But, um, yeah, it was good. It was just it was eye-opening, to be honest. It was funny watching everyone and just seeing all the different, like, worlds and states that everyone was in, like, that night when we were sitting around the fire, I think it was the Saturday night. Yeah. And we were just kind of just a little bit away from like where the main stage was up on this hill and we were just sitting around this fire and I was just like watching everyone and just like imagining where they were in their like trip. (laughs) Yeah. It was just super interesting watching people. Like from the outside, it didn't really, you know, a lot of them were kind of just not doing too much, but you could tell that there was so much going on in their head. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, being in so that moment and feeling amazing. Yeah.
1: But. I would definitely go again. I would like to maybe try going to a festival sober not pregnant. Yeah. Like and just doing it because I want to actually do it. But although in saying that I didn't have like obviously I'm pregnant so I did I wouldn't have, but I didn't have any want to Like get on it or or anything because I know that I have the best reason to not. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good experience. It was probably a bit much.
0: Yeah, but you did you did get on it with two non alcoholic beers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which actually tastes like beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and well, even on the other side of that, so this has been what the first festival. In Australia, since yeah. like COVID, so I think it, even even on that, like I noticed on the first day, people were cutting loose. Like that dude that had the bunny rabbit slippers on and boxer shorts, <laughs> and that was it. And then he With had sticky him,
1: tape wrapped around yeah. his rooms.
0: Yeah, and he was just he was everywhere, like just like that Duracell bunny. Like he, <laughs> it's like he like he ate a a battery, and he was just charged up the whole day, going everywhere. He was cutting sick. Yeah but um
1: which i guess it, and it's also like you know a lot i think about a lot of people that are from like melbourne and stuff and they probably came up and they haven't seen like they've been in like we've had it really really good
0: yeah we have like where we, we haven't we
1: live been yet. you know we haven't worn a mask the whole time even though we probably were supposed to due to laws or regulations or whatever like we haven't actually worn a mask since at all
0: no I'm, i haven't worn a mask
1: and Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people were just probably, like, really hanging out for that, like, human connection.
0: Yeah. Not
1: even just, like, uh, well, yeah, getting on it with your friends. Like, it's been a long time.
0: Yeah, it's that connection. And people, like, I know I crave it, like, hanging out with my friends. And Mm. even if it's, you know, just sober, it doesn't have to be getting on it. But just Mm. having that human connection where you're actually actively going and doing something. So a festival like that. The whole experience is, you know, camping, listening to music, yeah. and and you're talking about the present moment. It's not yeah. about how shit the world is or worrying about the future. It's just whatever's happening in front of us. And and I'll bring that back to why I liked it so much with the no service is you couldn't be on your phone like checking on social medias or anything or sharing on social media what you were doing right then and there. You actually had to communicate with people and and be there in that moment and actually hang out with your friends properly.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, I mean, like, we always have, like, great conversations, but I think those four days as well was, like, we had some really good conversations and, like, deep moments, didn't we? Yeah,
0: some proper deep ones.
1: Like, really, like, we spoke about a lot.
0: Yeah, some deep stuff.
1: I guess, you know, I think that we are consciously – well, I'm, you know consciously a lot more present than I know I have been in the past like in this relationship but I think that that like having no distractions at all forced us to be even more
0: yeah absolutely so speaking of being present um that's that's something that's super important I feel like um and something that's becoming a little bit harder in this day and age, especially with the the world circumstances. But um, I guess that we all get caught up with our social media and our phones and whatnot, and we think of that as connection, but it's actually pulling us away from being present and having proper conversations. Like I notice it a lot more, and I've caught myself out quite a bit, uh, even just waiting in line to grab a coffee Oh jump on my phone and talk to people on social media rather than just waiting for my coffee and saying g'day to the, the person yeah. next to you. So that's even something that's starting to become, you know, like weird. Or like I was saying to you the other yeah. day how that, how it is if I just said hello to someone at a coffee shop and especially if it was a girl, like sometimes they'll look at that as like, oh, creep or yeah. they're hitting on me straight away. It's, it's not really, but it, it's weird that that's weird now.
1: Well, yeah, it is. but that's I think has a lot to do with all of the like dating apps, and because that's the way you speak to people. You either meet somebody on Instagram or on Tinder or the other ones, whatever they are. I don't know because I've never had a done done a dating app <laughs> before.
0: I've done a Tinder. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so I think that's like that takes away so much of like the. I guess meeting someone in person, or you know, and that's why people think it's weird is because that energy and the like the express the whole expression on your face like everything is taken away when you're Taking speaking to someone over value, line. Yeah. Like, that's why so many people get, you know, through we've even had it where we've been talking to like people, you know, clients of ours that were dealing with business and they send an email and we're like, what the fuck? Like, why are they saying it like that? But really, they're probably not saying it like that it just comes across like that. So you can never like, you know, there's nothing in talking over social media. Like you can't give any expression or that you don't, you can't pick up on someone's energy from, well, I guess you can to a certain point, but it's, yeah, yeah, that's just, it's the way the world's going and it's, I mean, it's our generation that's going to stop it or make it, like go even faster. Yeah, it's just yeah. scary.
0: Yeah, just just living in boxes, in boxes, yeah. and watching on boxes. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I guess like becoming parents and wanting to become conscious parents, and and already doing like you know conscious parenting now in what we're doing whilst the baby is still in the womb. Like it's I I don't have any like fear around it, so I don't really know how to say it other than like it's scary to know what our children might experience but I guess you know that comes down to all we can do is our best to
0: show up as parents and, yeah, and guide them well, through life how yeah, we think be best. conscious
1: parents and like what we've talked about a lot about you know being an unaware parent and doing the work not only like before the children are born but continuing that through their whole life and like if we're not doing that, then they're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, setting those boundaries yeah. with you, with using your devices and whatnot, and it's a time to switch them off, and it's a time to no phone read, in a pram. That books. is never
1: happening. <laughs> Ever. Yeah.
0: What you don't want to install one of those iPads <laughs> in the frame? <prim? laughs>
1: like I remember growing up. Like I remember wanting. Like my parents were really good with. Like we we didn't have all those things like devices or. Like, do, well, I guess everyone had dial-up on their computer, didn't they? But it was, like, very limited as to what we were allowed to do and everything.
0: When did you get your first 3315
1: Nokia? I actually never had a 3315.
0: <laughs> I did. Actually, I got a 3310, which was which was my mum's, and she gave it to me. I was stoked because I could How play old snakes. Were you? Uh, I think I was 15. And yeah, I got...
1: see, I was that age as well. But yeah. I got a Sagem. It was a flip phone.
0: Oh, yeah. that were deadly.
1: Yeah, but I remember, like, wanting so badly. Like, I would see other kids in the back of the car with those DVD player things, like, either coming down from the middle or on the back of the seats. And I remember being, like, to Dad, I want that. Like, I want to watch a DVD while we're driving because we used to go on quite long trips. Yeah. And Dad would be, like, absolutely not a chance. Like, watch where you're going. Like, learn from where you're going. Like, we'll talk. And I remember thinking, like fuck this, this is so shit, like being just pissed off. Yeah. But now thinking about it, like I'm 100% going to make our kids do that. We'll be having conversations and looking out the window where we're going, like because that's so important.
0: Yeah, or listening to stories at least, like an audio book or something like yeah, that.
1: Like yeah, like podcasts to enlightenment, <laughs> like, yeah. things like that.
0: Probably won't. Or maybe we will listen to our own podcast again when maybe. we're traveling around. Yeah, across. like to
1: show the kids, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess that's what's cool about doing all these things is that we, you know, we are doing it for ourselves and everything, but essentially we're doing it for our kids as well to show them that there's more to life than just doing shit for someone else.
0: Yeah, and, and basically, living in a box.
1: <laughs> yeah, so exactly.
0: That that brings us to, to the next, like we touched on it a little bit before on how we started up a business of a marketing agency uh, last year. It's something that... I never thought that i wanted to do but i I just want to kind of touch on that for the listeners so my background is uh as a personal trainer prior to that i was a tradie as well um and then i got quite popular as a bodybuilding coach and um from that i was like you know what i need to get into the online space because that's where it was all heading and obviously it's where it's at now there's a lot of online trainers and all that sort of stuff so um, when I was popular as a bodybuilding coach and I was quite busy, I was like, you know what? I don't want to figure any of that marketing rubbish out or websites or any of that shit. I just want to do what I'm good at and coach people. And I ended up spending, I think I told you it was just over $20,000. Um, I went through four different web designers um, and I guess quote unquote guru marketers. Uh, and didn't get a return on my investment whatsoever and had no idea what was going on with it. Um, so it was just problem after problem, and I kind of bit the bullet, and that was, what, eight years ago, and was like, you know what, I need to figure this out on my own, otherwise I'm just going to keep burning money. Um, and that's when I kind of got into figuring out how to build a website it's not that hard in this day and age but it's not always just the website this day and there age. is a
1: lot of stuff yeah going on well it,
0: it's all well and good to build a website yeah, but it's got
1: oh. to function properly
0: yeah and it's not like a website these days is basically an online brochure of what you do it's yeah. not it's not really set up to give the client a good journey for mm-hmm. working with you or anything and that's when i started going finding out about sales funnels and email marketing and now facebook ads instagram ads and all this other stuff then trying to bring that all together so um i guess that's the reason why we started this agency or why i wanted to start it because of the headaches that i've had Hmm. throughout that whole experience spending money and then everything that i've fucked up over the time like yeah. launched funnels and stuff and then my even my payment gateway wasn't functioning right and then people couldn't pay and all that sort of stuff so all that sort of stuff and then all the pixel coding and that we won't get into that on this podcast yeah. but um yeah that that's why we started this agency and and we've we've helped out quite a few different um industries like cafes tradies and uh, gyms beauty and salon. beauty salons and that and
1: photographer photographers um, yeah but yeah something that just came to me which I wanted to say is I because when we first well when I first lost my job to COVID you were still working away in yeah. the mines. Yeah. Um but you were still like well I think you had just kind of started creating um one of your online courses for health yeah. coaching. Yeah and I had gotten like picked up some work at Costa at where I used to work at at a cafe and um, I remember because I'd lost my job and we were driving to work and you said to me asked me if I would be happy to help you out with some of your like you know the online stuff for your health coaching stuff and I just remember feeling like sick I was like I instantly just, like, shut down and didn't know what to say because I was just thinking, like, what the fuck? I have no idea what to do in that space. Like, how could I possibly help you? And then I remember thinking, like, all day about it, and I was like, like, I couldn't have thought of anything better. Of course I wanted to help you. Like, yes, I wanted to help you. I could have said yes a million times over, but I just said nothing and went silent. Yeah. And then I remember thinking about it all all day and then I saw Steve in the afternoon who's, like, been a huge influence in my life and I saw him and I said to him, like, Steve, what the fuck do I do? Like, Ty's asked me to help him. Like, this was still kind of early on days in our relationship. Yeah. And I said to him, like, Ty's asked me to help him, you know, do some of his online stuff, like, I just, you know, I've never done it before. What, what do I do? And and Steve's like, well, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. He goes, well, tell him that. And I was like, <laughs> got in the car in the afternoon when you picked me up. And I was like, I do want to help you. <laughs> like, and then that, I guess that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. Because I started helping you with that. And then I remember like making some things for your like Instagram or something you were doing. And I remember showing you being like feeling sick because I was like, fuck, like I. And I knew that you would just be like, yeah, that's sick. And you literally said, yeah, that's sick. And I was <laughs> like, what am I even stressed about? Like, you know, I guess just not having that faith in myself that I could do it and I did it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well let's, let's take it to where we are now with it. So yeah. with all those different industries, like we, we've kind of realised like it's it's not a passion of ours to do yeah. like a full blown marketing agency. However, my purpose for actually starting this was to help other coaches and personal trainers and 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 even like naturopaths because I've just finished my degree as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I've got a bit of a connection there too. So, um, so basically, the purpose of that is like here like take exactly what I'm doing with my online coaching in person practice and and whatnot and then you can just use all of the funnels and website and automation stuff that I've figured out over the last eight years and just plug it into your business branded as your own like that's basically where we're at with it now but there was there's a bit of learning without just going after whoever and serving whoever but I guess that's a part of the learning experience
1: yeah absolutely and I think like it that yeah it's it's definitely been part of it and you know there's been days and weeks where we're like fuck me like it's nice. been shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been so fucking hard but then you hear all these people's like success stories of like you know doing like i guess entrepreneur people that talk about doing their own thing in life and all that they all have a story and like it's it's been Yeah, it has been hard and, and as you said, like going and chasing kind of just whoever, but we had to do that because how else were we going to fund starting a business or our life? And, like, we were sitting on the beach the other day and we said, like, you know, even though there's been days where it's been stressful and, like, weeks where we weren't sure if, like, we were doing the right thing or, you know, one of us would go back to work or that kind of stuff, like, we said we've, we've had... What over a year? Like I've done a little bit of work for a girlfriend at a cafe, like minimal, a few well, shifts, like
0: five shifts.
1: <laughs> um, but like we've had over a year working for ourselves now, and like creating this life, and like we had to do this. If we were to go back to work, then we're never going to get this life that we want to live, like ever. Yeah. And we're just going to keep working for someone else. Yeah. And that's not what we want. So, like, we've got to go through these hard times and like make the sacrifices, like, yeah. that a lot of people aren't willing to do because it's fucking hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so where are we at right now? So, do you want to explain that? <clears throat> so, I'll I'll start with, you know, now we've got that marketing agency and we've figured out that we only really want to serve coaches, consultants, maybe a bit of an affiliate marketers if they got the right purpose um but <laughs> you want
1: to say if they got the right personality
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that yeah. too i don't True. want to yeah, we I don't, don't want to work with yeah we'll, we'll tell, yeah, yeah we'll tell we'll tell you if, yeah. if you're better suited with someone else because yeah
1: well i think yeah that serves everyone doesn't yeah. it like there's no point in working with people that you don't gel with
0: no exactly
1: we've found that out
0: yep <laughs> for sure have um so without going into that so we'll so that's basically where where we're at with the with the marketing agency. so we've got all the systems and everything in place so it's it's ready to go for those that are interested or need help in that space. Um, it's more of a here's all the stuff. at the end of the day, all the funnels and websites and all that sort of jazz it's they're just tools unless yeah. you're actively doing things like producing content, running Facebook ads, Instagram ads, or doing proper, organic connections with people online so that you're actually getting traffic to that website and have all your Google My Business set up and all those sorts of things so that your website actually gets seen on the web um, instead Mm -hmm. of just being a brochure that's kind of chilling there. Yeah,
1: that you've paid for and it's just sitting there,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, shit, like a couple grand on an online brochure that's got no traffic to it.
1: Like it's a bit
0: of a waste of money in my opinion. Well, yeah,
1: (laughs) but a lot of people don't even know that. Like a lot of people just think like... Build a, can you build a website and people will come. That's it, yeah, which I guess that's just a lack of, like, education and maybe people, yeah, just building people websites and making money off them and then not going any further than that, whereas I guess you really want to help people and, like, we don't necessarily want to be building websites and shit for people because we know that that's very stressful. Um, but, yeah, like, helping people on their pro- on their journey and their process of doing it themselves
0: Yeah, or giving them the tools or the whole template so that they can just, you know, change a few images and some wording. Mm. Like, you can't do that for people. Like, Mm. I can't tell you how. Like, that's where I kind of got to the point when I was doing up a beauty salon site and I was like, I don't know what the hell these lashes things are
1: like yeah but what, lucky i did what, what yeah I luck,
0: but i was like what do you mean like how do i like write about that like i don't yeah, use hard. eyelash extensions or tinting or any of yeah. that sort of i don't even know what those things are yeah Putting and i think an
1: because... eye with it. <laughs> you can they're very dangerous actually <laughs> if you are you working with people's eyes um anyways but i think yeah like i guess that again, comes down to lack of education and and something that we've learned on our behalf as well is being really clear with people and what we need from them. Like, Mm. that's... mm.
0: Yeah, it's on both parts. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And then, um, so I also want to touch on, like, what you're doing. So you've got your own business as well. So we share the marketing agency. your
1: ranking, just as me in yeah. My business. yeah well
0: I'm a pretend business <laughs> yeah. owner on that side so and then same, same for myself so I do health coaching like that's my thing yeah. um but we, we help each other out but I just yeah. want to you know for you to explain a little bit to the listeners about essential oils why you were drawn to it and what it's all about
1: yeah, so I am running an oily business. So I guess helping people start their low-tox journey and then, like, supporting them and mentoring them through that um, with Young Living. And I don't – I, yeah, I don't think I ever imagined myself doing something like this, to be completely honest. It's, like, totally – I guess a lot of it's been really outside my comfort zone because I'm doing it online. I'm not necessarily doing it in person. I've always, like, worked jobs where I've been talking to people in person and I feel like I am pretty good at that and I love that. So I think getting into this whole, like, online space was quite hard, although I feel like I'm really enjoying it. Like, I love it. It's fun, and it, it's obviously creating that freedom and flexibility for us. What we want, like I need to be able to work online if I, if we want to travel around the world or Australia, like bus life, bus life. Um, you know, I need to be working online, and yeah, now that I'm doing this, like I can't imagine going to a job every day, and especially being pregnant. Like talking to all those different people, like I'm being quite conservative with who I spend my energy and time around um but yeah anyways so yeah doing a network marketing business which is crazy and I don't think I ever really had like any you know because a lot of people say I guess a question that comes up or a lot of like stigma around network marketing and people calling it pyramid schemes and all that kind of shit
0: well that's that's kind of what I wanted to ask you next was like you know like at first when you said like I want to do this Young Living. I think
1: you actually even said to me, so like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. That's and I was like, well, actually, fucks me because I have no idea <laughs> about any of it. Yeah. I literally had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. And, like, I definitely feel really, really lucky that I was so drawn towards, like, going with being with Young Living and, like, Luna and Amber, my mentors, like, I, they, they're just beautiful people. So I think, like, I obviously had a really good feeling about it. Whereas you a know, lot of MLM oh, sort absolutely. of stuff like feels
0: real like salesy and like well,
1: people shit. sliding into your DMs going, hey, do you want to buy this? It's like, no, no I don't want really to <laughs> fucking buy that off you. I don't even know anything about like, you know, and I that's what I, that's probably the only thing I had about it. But then again, that only came from other people's experiences. I'd never bought anything from a, like that kind like, you know, a network mark. I don't think so, anyways. Like, yeah. I just feel so like they
0: kind of rope you in and then you kind of just, yeah, and then stuck you're stuck on buying this thing for yeah. over and over, month to month.
1: Yeah. And I remember like that feeling, even when I was buying my like starter bundle of my oils to start ourselves using oils. Like, I remember having that feeling of like, oh, am I going to be locked into something? Like, am I going to have to you know, sell oils or whatever because when I first sort of thought about the oils, I had no idea that I was going to do the business side of it. Yeah. Like I, that was You were just even, drawn to the product. I was just wanting the oils because I had been watching um, a girlfriend use them and saw how they were changing her life and she was using them with her family and stuff. And although, like, we, you know, weren't necessarily planning on a family like any, like, you know, we were open to the idea happening but it wasn't yeah. like yes, we're having a baby now, I knew that, like, I wanted to have them in my life and, you know, start changing over things because I'd heard about all this low-tox stuff and whatnot. So yep. I wanted to start changing them over. So, yeah, I was just drawn to the product, but then I obviously got talking to Luna and the business opportunity was there and I was like, you know what, yep, yeah, well, and that, now it's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the things that's kind of blown me away with it a bit, like, obviously... Watching you go through this, the business side of it, mm. um, the amount of support and the quality of mentors that you get, like for free, like are you kidding me? Like, uh, like for me myself, like yeah. when I wanted to become a great coach, like I would fly around Australia whenever you know, whenever Charles Poliquin yeah. was in Australia, I hundred percent I was going to one of his events. Or,
1: and you're paying, like you're obviously paying for those mentors, oh, yeah. like that's.
0: I would, it was it was every, every probably at least five to six seminars I'd go to per year, whether it was Dan Garner or Poliquin Group or Charles himself. Yeah, like they were all you know fifteen hundred bucks a pop, plus your accommodation and food and flights. Whereas mm. you're you've got like a community of yeah. like-minded individuals that are all mentoring each other. You've got you know lives every single day if you wanted to nearly, yeah, and, and you've got that sort of support there the whole process that was something that really blew me away it was yeah was that side of it i didn't really think of it in that way yeah. um and i guess that's the stigma around network marketing for some people is it's just i'll sign her up and then just, that's yeah, it like there's no support after like, like yeah. just for the purpose of making money whereas this is actually making a bit of a difference in people's lives as well it's not just Mm. selling products it's like you're just sharing what you're doing with it and people actually drawn to you and asking you questions about it yeah and then if if they decide that they want to buy something then then they do and and you support them through how to use them so that what they can replace what sorts of things do you want to go through that
1: yeah definitely well it's a whole like mindset thing and i think changing that mindset from like like yeah we are selling something at the end of the day like you're gonna buy some oils or get yourself some products to turn your house over low tox or turn some areas of your life over low tox but it's like changing that mindset from like selling something and like I need to sell this to these people to like thinking and knowing that like everyone can benefit from this like it, it's it's low tox is a lifestyle it's not like you know it's it's something that you are got you're doing for your health for the long run it's not just yeah, it's one of
0: those one percenters yeah you know, or, or even a bit more like
1: yeah well well just i think yeah like our conversation the other day like i think it's a it's a yeah probably a bit more because it's we're so, there's toxins and chemicals in everything. Like, we're never going to be no tox, like what yeah. you were saying the other day, which I completely understand. But I think that it's very important for us, like.
0: If we can. If
1: you can make changes to make changes. And, like, you know, my mum has always said you can't put a price on your health, like, and you know that for, like, the most out of it, everyone, you know? here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's, you can't. And. And, yeah, it's about making those small changes. Um, there was something I was going to say, but I can't remember.
0: Well, that well, that kind of just ties into, you know, like health coaching for myself. Like yeah. if you're doing something consistently, over time you're going to get a result. So, yeah, that's
1: what it is, consistency.
0: You know, like if you're replacing all the detergents, washing powders, moisturisers, like deodorants and perfumes and all that sort of stuff with essential oils, it might not make a difference like right now this very second like to your health but over the course of six months 12 months absolutely mm-hmm. but but as you were saying there, we're never going to be no tox, and we're not oblivious to that but
1: yeah
0: on the other side of that on the health coaching side which which is what i'm passionate about like we need to give ourselves the ability to or our body the right materials to have the ability to detoxify yeah. so it's all well and good to remove as many toxins as we can. But on top of that, you should be giving your body the materials it needs to, you know, get rid of that and detoxify any of the other toxins that we are exposed to every single day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people are still in the mindset of, like, oh, it won't happen to me or I've been using this for years or I've been doing this for years. Like, I haven't got any, like, repercussions from it or whatnot, but it's, like... At the same time, it's like, okay, so why are we so unhealthy as a whole? Like, things happen in the future. Like, yeah. these things that we're doing now.
0: And you didn't just wake up with diabetes. Like, you didn't,
1: exactly. Or you didn't just wake up with, like, throat cancer, but you've been spraying fucking perfume on your throat for the last 30 years. Like, yeah, it that put two and two together.
0: Yeah. Yeah so there's a, there's a lot of causative facts factors yeah. there yeah.
1: But oh, I mean also not saying that you have to go and change everything all at once like that's what it, it's about a process and that's what it is with any change whether we're changing
0: health business relationships uh, yeah
1: like it, yourself or anything like you it's a process. Yeah. I mean I guess some people just change overnight but like it's
0: the extremists. Yeah. <laughs> You see that a lot in the health industry, actually. So the extremes of like, you know, dieting or whatever, it's like, no, I'm 100% fasting and only eating in a small window every single day, like at the flip of the switch. And then after a month or two of doing that, they start feeling a certain way. So then they go to the next extreme of like, oh, now I'm bulking. Especially in the bodybuilding realm, it was, oh, I'm prepping. So everything, every single meal is weighed to the gram and then, As soon as it's after comp, I'm bulking now. So one extreme to the other. So having that middle ground, I feel like with consistency, that's where longevity and beauty and aesthetics really Mm. comes from is consistency in that middle ground. But on top of that, you you kind of do need to experience the extremes to a bit to have an opinion around it so that you can make your own decisions. Yeah. whether it's being vegan or carnivore, you can't really have an opinion on either of those until you've tried them for yourself. No. And then you can make up your own mind.
1: Yeah, but then make up your own mind to yourself. And I think not pushing that onto others is really important because everyone's so different. Like, for example, you thrive off eating meat and I don't.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Um, So for me, when we first got together, I don't know if this was like maybe a thing to a little bit of trying to impress you a bit maybe (laughs) (laughs) but but i tried the vegan diet right or maybe not fully tried it yeah Um, like
1: you weren't in i don't think you were like
0: 100 percent vegan yeah but like still maybe had eggs and honey and things like that but not
1: even really though because i was cooking everything and you were only home for your two weeks off yeah like we didn't have meat in our fridge until yeah whenever it was that started yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah basically like that that was it so like the vegan diet didn't really work for me because i started to notice well you were having you know,
1: like stomach pains and
0: yeah like too much fiber for my gut to handle for me and and that could have been from a number of a number of reasons like from my bodybuilding you know nutrition and dieting for five years straight of basically rice and meat and a, a little bit of vegetables and then you know cheap meals on the weekend which was just processed junk jamming Shit. it down my throat yeah um so i've probably got a bit of gut inflammation from that and then switching that to like fully plant-based and mm-hmm. not having an, like that's a lot harder for the gut to break down then oh, that's probably where i was getting those issues from so now i've kind of found that middle ground where i'm eating a bit of meat nowhere near as much as when i was bodybuilding Yeah. but i'm also having you know like a, a, a vegan or vegetarian meal just adding meat to it.
1: Yeah, and probably a lot different quality meat to what you're eating, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're, we're sourcing local, organic, grass-fed beef or, like, you know, the, the porks and, and and all that sort of stuff. You even said that it smelled good the other day.
1: Yeah, which is weird. But I didn't, I don't know, like, I don't know whether it necessarily, and like you said, it could just be because I'm, fr- like, I don't have any want to eat it, like, yuck. I don't, that, no, but the smell of it was like not bad. Yeah. Like I don't know. It could be I guess the who knows what they're feeding the processed like you know big supermarket kind of
0: yeah. Well,
1: Mass-produced awesome. meats like yeah. You know they're fit, getting fed antibiotics and stuff, and I guess now that we're buying meat that is locally you know, sourced and all antibiotic and yeah. hormone or whatever it is free like it's yeah it probably does smell different yeah and i'm probably the person to be able to tell that because i can smell meat from a mile away
0: yeah because i haven't
1: had it in however long
0: yeah for sure well i think that's good skizer what do you reckon
1: yeah it's up to you you're the interviewer
0: yeah so how was that for your first podcast anyway yeah it
1: was good it was I think just once I got over feeling that there was a microphone there, just not looking at it.
0: <laughs> well, we're definitely going to run this back, and and I think that we'll definitely do a couple more episodes together for sure. You're
1: going to invite me back?
0: Yeah, I think I think I
1: might.
0: All... <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sweet. Um, thank you everyone who has taken the time to plug us into your ears or listen to us on the on the drive to work or your commute um really appreciate it so there's a couple of ways that you can kind of support this podcast so that we keep producing content um and that's just first off basically just giving us an honest review a five star one is much more appreciated than a one but if you think we're shit, we're open to hearing some <laughs> feedback on that as well
1: constructive criticism yeah as long as you leave a comment without telling us yeah yeah tell, to... tell
0: us what's wrong with it yeah, don't just give just us a one the and one. then ghost <laughs> us Like. That that's the shit effort. So if you can give us a review, that would be a hundred like really great. Um, in the show notes as well, I'm gonna leave both of our social media links uh, so that you can check us out. You can um, communicate with us on social media, and we'd even appreciate it if we connected in person if you if you see us in the streets not that we hang out in the streets that much but um all that time we
1: spend on the streets
0: we're 100 percent open to having conversations in person is what i'm saying so um yeah when don't be a stranger if you see us around the sunshine coast or wherever we're at Um, we'll we'll
1: be everywhere once we get in our bus yeah it'll be like the all over yeah all over australia
0: uh, thank you again for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next podcast.
1: Bye.
0: See ya.